What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. Uh, today is November 18th. You'll be listening to this November 19th, uh, 2020, the year that's never ending. Uh, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. NBA draft is going on as we speak. Rumor has it Killian Tilly is going five overall. We'll see. Uh, but we run through our sports headlines, um, debrief you guys on craziness in the kennel if you weren't able to watch it. Uh, or just want to get refreshed before the uh, big matchup next week. Uh, update you guys on the NFL gauntlet, uh, recap and preview. And then Jake runs us through some uh, nicknames for the Gonzaga starting five. I think I jum- jumbled up the uh, segments there. And then we'll run through a brief segment of what we're watching this week. But, uh, boys, how are we feeling? Thank you, Jay Page. This is Jake Down in Capitol Hill. Um, I'm feeling a little anxious for Tilly, but besides that, excited to start the show. Hello, hello. Special guest Zane here. Uh, anxious for Tilly as well. But boys, guess what? By the time this podcast gets released, we'll be exactly one week away from opening tip-off, baby. Zags versus Kansas. Here we go. Absolutely electric. Uh, and as always, we're joined by our interns, Dan, Coop, and Zambi. Um, and speaking of one intern, uh, we're going to start the sports headlines this week. Dan, take us away. All right, let's rock and roll. Normally, we're talking about a headline that happened. Tonight, we're going to predict a headline. Killian Tilly is drafted by fill in the blank. The Boston Celtics. That's right. Killian Tilly will be shipping off to Boston tomorrow. He'll be going, and I believe they have two picks in the second round in around the mid forties. I think Boston says, fuck it. We have a lot of draft picks. We can do a risky injury prone with high potential. I'm looking, I'm looking right now, boys. And uh, nothing, nothing really grabs my attention there in round two. Uh, I'll go, I'll go total, total guess here. Uh, Let's have, let's have, Tilly joined the boys over at the, the Brooklyn Nets. Why not? Hashtag <laughs> why not. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess the Washington Wizards. He's going to join forces with his boy Rui, um, provide them a little space with his uh, snipe shooting um, three-point ball. That would turn me into a huge Wizards fan. Oh, already a huge Wizards fan. I don't know if Tilly would – what the Wizards need is defense, though, and I don't know if Tilly's bringing a whole lot of that, but, you know, I would love that. Re- reunite the roommates. I like Tilly to the Warriors. Ooh. Yeah. I'm thinking Heat. One, Ooh. he'll be reunited with Kelly Olenek, mm. and two, he can play beach volleyball all he wants. <laughs> where where do the Heat pick in, uh, in round two? I'm, I'm looking, and I don't – uh, do they? I, I don't know. Didn't even look. I don't think they have a round two pick. They might trade up to go to go <laughs> grab him. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that prediction. Good one. Zambi's Good prediction, really Zambi. The, uh, the <laughs> complicated stuff here. Koopy, what do you got? Um, I believe the Sixers have like a late fifties pick, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm gonna say he goes to the Sixers with I think pick 55, 56, 57, whatever that is. And yeah, he gets in that pick and roll game with Ben Simmons and 
shoots that much needed three ball that the Sixers are looking for. I like it. All uh, great destinations will be uh, hoping the best for a man Killian. I think we all would agree that if there would have been a tournament last year, he probably would have been able to increase that stock a little bit, but Hey, uh, hopefully they can, you know, like Jake said, kind of take a little risk on a guy that might have some injury concerns, but it's got a high ceiling. Speaking of the tournament, we all know what happened in 2020. 2021 has got a different feel. The NCAA is moving on from their normal regional sites. They're going to put everything in one location. Reportedly, it's going to be Indianapolis, meaning we're going to have an NCAA tournament in 2021. Yeah, this is good news, boys. I did a little, did a little more digging, did a little more research to see see what this plan really entailed. Obviously, they have to get permission from the state of Indiana. At the same time, they have to get permission from the city of Indianapolis. But something that they're like seriously, seriously considering right now, they're, they're going to play tournament games probably at some of the local high schools in Indianapolis. So we will have college NCAA tournament games taking place at Indianapolis high schools. Electric, baby. Hey, if there's one thing the Zags know how to do, it's how to beat out the shit out of a bad team in a high school stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> That's a great call. Um, you know, honestly, I'm just excited that there's going to be a tournament next year. I think this locks it in, and uh, let's go, baby. Now, I, I don't want to think <clears throat> negatively here at all, but it, it is a little bit of a, a scary scenario when you have, I mean, 64 teams, 68 teams, I think, right? All in a bubble. Um, that's a massive freaking bubble. That's a Simpsons movie-sized bubble that they're going to be in. A um, lot of room lot of room for something bad to happen, it seems like. Fingers crossed. If you're looking to find yourself uh, an NBA player before he gets NBA money, that's the place to go. Just, just <laughs> hang out around Indianapolis for a bit. Yikes. Well, here's the thing is I think that we all know that uh, the money involved in the NCAA tournament, that's going to keep the NCAA afloat. So they're going to do whatever it takes to pull it off this year. And this seems like a way better plan than just saying, yeah, we're going to go with our, uh, you know, normal plan to have all the regional sites. So definitely good news on that front. We'll see as this thing develops, it's going to be a season unlike any other. Moving on to the NFL, Jameis Winston is back. The Saints' uh, you know, playoff ride is going to depend on Jameis. Drew Brees is out. He's got broken ribs. He's got a collapsed lung. Uh, Jameis Winston, Mr. 30 for 30 himself, will now be the starting quarterback for your New Orleans Saints for at least two games. And I think, I mean – is it, is it weird to say, like, I don't know why. I have no proof of this. Like, rationally, I shouldn't think this, but I feel like the Saints are going to do better with Jameis Winston than Drew Brees. It's a hot take. That would be a hot take. Drew Brees has tied for the most touchdowns of any quarterback ever. Oh, Granted, he's least... older. Granted, he's older. <laughs> we won't be getting any more of those stupid updates we had been talking about <laughs> before of Tom Brady and Drew Brees swapping the record back and forth. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, everyone knows that Jameis Winston, when he's on the field, either something really, really good is going to happen or something really, really bad is going to happen. I'll probably tune into a, you know, a Saints game every now and then now. 
Um, they got the Falcons this week. I think that's the perfect time for Jameis to get his feet under him. Um, th- throw for six touchdowns and six interceptions. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to this game. Just the, the Falcons defense is just not going to be able to even stop Jameis. They're going to think he's 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 back, baby, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm, but I'm pretty excited to have Jameis back. My sweet prince, uh, he's back, and uh, let's go. They they also the Saints have a very, uh, very cupcake schedule coming up right now. Their next couple of games, Falcons twice in the next three weeks. They play the Broncos and the Eagles. They finish out kind of tough with Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers, but he'll have four games, four games to get acquainted with this team. I kind of like I kind of like Jameis and the Saints' chances right now. I'm kind of getting on board the train. Uh oh. Uh-oh. That's a Watch dangerous the train to be on. Watch <laughs> out for Dane placing any bets late Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Coop, do you have your, your hand up? Oh, no. I, well, you got to no. say something now, Coop. Now you got to oh, say oh, something. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in the school that thinks uh, Jameis is going to – he's going to do it. I think uh, Drew Brees has kind of assumed the uh, game manager role. Doesn't really throw the ball downfield as much, and I think Jameis still still has that rocket arm. You know, Mister Crab, Le- Crab Legs himself. So I think he's going to do it. So stoked to see it. I think we'll see even more Taysom Hill now mm-hmm. because if Sean Payton's not afraid to take out a Hall of Famer to put Taysom Hill on the field, he's definitely not going to be afraid to take out Jameis Winston to put Taysom Hill on the field. The Saints will be different, but they will be fun to watch. Zane, it is a dangerous train to get on, though. If you're thinking you're going to ride the uh, the the Jameis eating the W train all the way to uh, a Lombardi. Well, okay, I'm not talking about a Lombardi. I'm. T- I think they're going to make a deep playoff run. We, we haven't said nothing about the Lombardi. We're also talking two games right now. Drew Brees is out for only two games. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen from there? But remember, Teddy Bridgewater was in this role last year. Kept the Saints afloat. Teddy played himself in a new contract. We'll see what Jameis does this time. But those are your headlines for November 18th. Love it. Love it. And uh, we'll transition right on through to our next segment. Uh, I know everyone's here most likely to check in on the uh, craziness in the kennel segment. You know, I know you guys are also really excited to see who Jake's going to pick this week in the NFL gauntlet. Uh, But – we're rolling right ahead. You know, craziness was super exciting. Uh, we're going to dive into some overall impressions right now and, and then touch on some of the guys that we want to talk about this week. But, I mean, I'll pass it right off to Zane here. Zane, what was your overall thought about craziness in the kennel? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how many times we can say it. This team is is special. That was – I don't know if it's just we haven't seen this team in what feels like a year, um, but – I was impressed. I was thoroughly impressed. I've never seen so much athleticism from a Gonzaga basketball team. Um, That was just a 16-minute scrimmage, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Even when Matt Lang touched the ball, I was ready for him to just swap a three. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, They exceeded my expectations just just as far as the athleticism. And, and yeah, just – I'm ready. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been as excited for as low of a stake sporting event 
as I was for craziness in the kennel. Literally nothing on the line, no fans. Mark Few is just sitting in the bleachers and just looks like a regular Spokane fan watching a practice. And I was just hooked, transfixed. And, you know, I was watching all the welding commercials just thinking, yeah, yeah, great time to be a welder, great time to be a Zags. Um, and just, I, I feel like this is just poured gasoline on our already raging bonfire of enthusiasm for this year. <laughs> yeah, so part of me thinks like, kind of touching on Zane's point, where we just haven't seen our Zags in so long that whenever anyone like touched the ball, I have found myself being like, Oh shit, Bell's touching the ball. Oh my God. You know, I was just getting like so excited. So I, I'm trying to cool my jets a little bit, but dude, the display of athleticism that was on the court uh, Thursday night, I was shocked. Like I, I don't know about you guys. I've never seen this many athletes on a Zag team. Um, they were just running up and down the court. I mean, other than Pavel and, and Omar, I mean, they looked slow, but they're just bigger and, and, they're, and they're traditional fives. Everyone can play like, you know, the one to the – or at least defend the one to the three and, and some people maybe the four, uh, depending on who we're playing. It's just exciting. It, it's moving more towards that positionless basketball, uh, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, well, I'm sure you can tell now, but if you came to this show to hear well-thought-out, logical takes – you came to the wrong show, baby, because we're going to give you all the overreactions possible. This is a 16-minute inter-squad scrimmage, and I know everything I need to know about this team just from that scrimmage. I feel like I know this team like the back of my hand. I'm super excited for them. Um, I was almost not like dis- – I wasn't disappointed by any single player. Um, we've talked about this team's offense so much just because we got the tricky trio. We got guys like Kisper and Ayai who can just, you know, put up 20, 25 points at any, at any point in any game against any opponent. But then you look at the defense this year and I was more blown away by our defense. I mean, from top to bottom, you got guys, new guys like cook and Harris looked great defensively. Anton Watson was doing his thing. Um, it looked like Corey Kispert maybe got a little bigger and faster and stronger uh, laterally. Just um, better. Just I, every everything <laughs> was better than I was expecting. Oh uh, yeah, and you know, you we think back like the one time we were in the final, the the Natty. It was when we had the one, number one defense in the country, and I don't think we have that this year. But I think paired with like the the basement for our offense is like third best in the nation. It feels like that's the basement. We'll probably be number one in the nation again offensively. We can have a top 10 defense with that. Oh. Oh. Game over. Just Aaron yeah. Cook steals to Jalen Suggs fast breaks all day, every day. Aaron Cook also had like four blocks or something like that in this game, in the scrimmage too, right? Yeah. Okay, maybe Dominic Harris, only, only bad thing I'll say, <laughs> maybe don't shoot so many threes, but it was a 16-minute scrimmage and he was trying to show off, so I like it. Absolutely. And uh, I think we'll just dive on into our uh, player evaluation portion of this segment now. Um, does anyone want to lead off? Go for it, Paige. Oh, I'll lead off. Well, someone that was initially named uh, in our conversation, Mr. Aaron Cook, I think from my perspective, he looked 
he didn't look like a player coming from Southern Illinois, and that's no knock on Southern Illinois. Like, he looked like he belonged. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, the Zags might have a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth because uh, Geno Crandall was pretty hyped up, and not that he's not a great Zag and not that he's not a great uh, basketball player, but at times he looked a little bit overwhelmed. Um, he, Aaron Cook by no means uh, looked like that, and uh, he looked like he was gelling in well. Super excited to see him hit a corner three. I think that's definitely a really important shot to have in our offense. Uh, besides, you know, maybe Kispert hitting that um, consistently. And then he's just like, he's running the break. He's dishing assists. I mean, he dished that assist to Suggs when he had that hammer dunk. But I, I'm excited for him, guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts on him. But he looked feisty. He looked mean. And, and one, one last note before you guys jump in. I think he's a candidate to maybe come back next year with this NCAA rule. So we might get two years of Aaron Cook, um, which would be absolutely awesome. That's my hot take. I think he might actually come back next year. So, oh my uh, god, I didn't, I didn't even think about him coming back next year. But holy shit, if we had him, Namebard, Name Namebard, how how the fuck? <laughs> Namebard, Namebard, and then if we get Hunter Salas too, with Aunt Dominic Harris. <laughs> like somehow our backcourt could almost be bet. Oh God. But I'll focus on this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think Aaron cook's gonna, um, I think he'll have a, a very good year. I think he's in a tough situation because he's getting compared against our, I would say our latest grad transfer, uh, Ryan Woolrich, who I thought like probably was the biggest egg this last year that outperformed expectations. Like I definitely overlooked him like coming into the year. I'm like, Oh, cool. North Texas. I bet he's like, you know, a a killer, but he honestly was. And he had so many clutch baskets and like knew his role perfectly for us. So if, if cook is even like 80% of what Woolridge could do, and I know they do different, uh, different things. Like cook will be more defensive, uh, than a facilitator, but if if he can affect the game like Woolridge can, oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I'll get your guys' thoughts on this. Just seeing uh, Cook on the court, he kind of reminded me more of just like looking at Gilder um, than anything, just because maybe it's just he's got like a thicker body. He's a little stockier. Um, but I mean, can't say enough about that guy's defense. He He's a freaking workhorse. I think he knows, he knows very well the guys that are currently in front of him. I mean, he's got Suggs in front of him. There's a good argument that when Suggs is not running the point that a Yai could run the point. Um, and we got a lot of guys that can play the two and three right now. And I think, I mean, Cook Cook is pretty confined to the one or two uh, just with his size. I think he's only six one. Um, and so he knows he's got to step up. He knows he's got to go that extra mile every single minute that he's on the floor. Um, and if, if he is what we saw in craziness in the kettle, he's going to have, if he was going to have to find time to get him on the court, he's just too valuable to not um, off the court. I mean, he looks like a leader on the floor. He looked like a floor facilitator. I didn't get that feeling from Suggs. And that's just because Suggs seems like a floor dominator more than a facilitator, if that makes sense. Whereas Cook kind of was facilitating more. He was looking to pass. He was doing 
doing little things off the ball that I think only a true point guard or a true veteran college point guard know how to do. I'm super excited for Cook. I think I think his ceiling's a little bit limited just because of Suggs and Ayai and potentially Harris. But I mean, I would love to see. I I like I liked everything I saw from craziness. One thing yeah. on uh, on Cook, Jay, you you brought up uh, Gino Crandall and like you know a transfer that comes in that that didn't really live up to the hype. Gino was so much more of like a primary scorer when he was at North Dakota where he didn't know how to kind of find his role at, at uh, Gonzaga. I think Aaron cook is just a perfect plug and play basketball player. And there is like no, you know, like learning curve for him. Like he can just go. And especially in a season like this, where, you know, there is such a shortened off season and a shortened time together. I think his leadership and just what we saw from him is just going to be absolutely huge for this team. Well, just to add to that real quick, Corey Kispert, I, Aaron Cook is our oldest player, right? Like even with Kispert, I think Kispert he's older. Age? Yeah, I, I think so. so. He's a, he's a redshirt senior, so he's the oldest player. And then it's Corey, who's the only senior, and then it's Ayai, who's a redshirt junior, right? He's like twenty or twenty-one. <laughs> and so and so, <laughs> Cook's coming into this team knowing that, like, even though he's only been with this team for a couple months everyone's eyes are going to be like looking up to him in the locker room. Maybe the fans won't see it that way, but I guarantee you even the tricky trio is going into that locker room and looking at this guy who's four or five years older than them. They're looking to him for some leadership. If it's not on the floor, it's off the court. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you made a couple good points there. First off, uh, I, he honestly reminds me a little of both Gilder and uh, Woolridge because he's pretty explosive uh, pretty quick, but he's also built, you know, and I like that. I like he'll be able to brush up on these, you know, whoever we're playing, whether it's Baylor, whether it's uh, Tennessee, they've got some good guards. Uh, I mean, even Iowa's got some good guards. Who else are we playing? I can't even think. But, you know, we're playing against a lot of really good backcourts. Um, and having him to just brush up on these guys, you know, shadow, shadow a Jared Butler or even the Colby Ross or whoever it is, I mean, it's going to be so advantageous to let, you know, a guy like Suggs who's uber talented to just, you know, run in the flow of the defense, run in the flow of the offense and do his thing and, and shine when he can. So um, I think it's really invaluable to have a guy like Cook. And, and just like Dan said, you know, he just fits right in. But um, I'll Paige, go ahead. And, Paige, quick yeah. question for you. Quick question. Let's I know in the past you've been a big like, who's your bulldog on this team? Yeah, oh. Gilder was your bulldog for a while. Uh, where where does Cook fit into Paige's Bulldog watch list? That's a great question. Um, I think this year, it's it's hard to say because Cook is definitely, like you mentioned, going to be a leader. I think the number one Bulldog this year, and call me crazy, I think it's going to be Timmy because he has a swagger about him. He's going to be grinding down low and, and, and banging bodies, but uh, Cook's right there in the hunt. I mean, it's too early to declare someone the actual Bulldog. But I say it's between those two for sure. Um, those guys are going to bring the intensity every night in a little bit different ways. You know, Timmy more vocal, more in your face, Cook more physical, uh, especially with the guards. But, um, yeah, let's let's move on to another player tonight. Um, who wants to go? I mean, we got, what, six guys to go through. So who wants to go next? Uh, I'll jump on the reins. And I'm taking um, – my guy is Corey Kispert, who, you know – 
I don't think we have to go deep into his backstory. We've all been watching him for for three years. And all, on our other episodes where we've been talking like, oh, if Kispert can do this and, you know, if, if he's bigger and stronger and faster and he, like, still shoots the three, I think just craziness has confirmed all of our best hopes and dreams is what Corey is. Like, just that first three, he had just the trailing runner just – Oh, so smooth, so pure. The defense, like, you have to just sprint to him to close him out, and then he can just get it to any of our guards anywhere on the floor immediately for them to have an open three or drive to the basket. He's going to just – he's going to be the the vocal leader of the team on and off the court. He brings us all his March Madness experience with him. I don't think he's going to be phased by anything. He's pretty much seen like every type of, of game situation, you know, trailing, leading, almost blowing comebacks. Um, I mean, and he was just getting to the basket so well. I feel like that was always one thing Corey uh, could have worked better on. He'd, he had like flashes of driving, uh, but then he would fail to do it consistently and kind of be quiet at points. But in this scrimmage, I don't know if it was just because he was the senior and he's like, I'm, I'm getting my 17 or whatever. Uh, but he, he was just scoring wherever, whenever he wanted. Yeah, and I think I mentioned it uh, a little earlier where he just looked bigger, faster, and stronger than he had in previous years. I don't know if that's just because he's confident this year or if he's actually bigger, faster, and stronger. I'd love, I'd love to get the, the numbers on that one. But um, he looked phenomenal. I also said on our last, when we were preparing for craziness, that it would be cool if he won the dunk contest, three-point contest, and just showed all of our younger players what was going on. He didn't win the dunk. He did not win the dunk contest. I think Suggs won that one hand down. But he definitely won the three-point contest, and he definitely was the best player on the, on the floor during the scrimmage. I mean, uh, Timmy did great, scored a lot of points, had a lot of energy going but Kispert looked like a player of the year candidate, like not just on Gonzaga, not just the WCC, not just the West. He looked like a national player of the year. If he can perform like that consistently every single night, the dude could be a lottery pick this, this upcoming draft. That's a hot take. But I think if he can do that all year and be the national player of the year, I think he'll be a lottery pick. It's a bold take. Um, nothing but good things to say about Corey this year. Uh, we're really excited for it. But Zane, we'll keep it with you. You're on a roll here. Uh, give us your player and, and your thoughts on him. All right. Well, I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna take a newbie, just like uh, you did, Paige. I'm going to go Dom Harris. I think if anyone watched Craziness in the Kettle and didn't know anything about Gonzaga, they would have been really pissed off the way Dom Harris was playing because he was kind of – sloppy at times he was taking a lot of wild shots ill-advised shots at times but if you're a zag fan this is exactly what you wanted to see from harris you wanted to see a guy who had all the confidence in the world you wanted to see a guy whose job is going to be to score to try scoring every time he touches the ball um it's been thrown out there on twitter nonstop now he's the freaking energizer bunny for this team this year him off the bench is is going to be incredible. The, the energy that he's going to give off the bench is going to boost these guys. When a guy like Suggs 
or a guy like a Yai needs to take a break. I cannot wait to see Harris. Yes, he made a lot of mistakes. He looked like a freshman, but the potential, the ceiling that we saw from like what was not a great, great performance. I loved it. I, th- this was my favorite part was to watch Harris go to work. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Because really the only, um, you know, negative part about him is the the poor three-point shots he selected. But he, he's not going to have that green light in a game. So I don't think we'll have to worry about that. His driving ability was so impressive. His reach on defense was amazing. Um, his motor, like, he just looks like a guy he, who will just never stop sprinting throughout the game. And, I mean, if we can get, what, probably like 10 good minutes out of him each game and just not give the, other te- the opposing team a rest at any time, just force them to defend us hard – I mean, I think we're literally going to run teams off the court. Yeah, I think there was a, a lot of great stuff from Dom. And, you know, yes, he comes in as part of that hyped, tricky trio. But he's he, he and Julian Strother are on a completely different uh, spot than Jalen Suggs. Dom Harris is a guy that's going to hopefully play four years at Gonzaga. Like, the growth that we're going to see from him the first time he touched the ball at craziness in the kennel to whenever he plays his last game, hopefully deep in an NCAA tournament. This guy, I think, is going to be an absolute Gonzaga legend if he can continually develop and then just be able to learn from Jalen Suggs, be able to learn from Aaron Cook, take a little bit of Joel, take a little bit of, take a little bit of Kispert, and then we're going to look back and be like, wow, remember the first time we saw Dom Harris and he was 0 for 11 or whatever the hell it was? Like, yeah, <laughs> that is now an NBA player and a guy that is up there in the Gonzaga record books. I think Dom's going to have a hell of a career. I think that is my favorite thing that I've ever heard Dan say in my entire life, just because I couldn't agree more. I think he's already a legend in his own sense in that he's the one who got the tricky trio here. He, sorry, sorry, Tommy Lloyd. Dom Harris has been a better recruiter than you have. He got the highest ranked recruit of all time, Jalen Suggs, and he got Strother. So he's already in a sense, a Gonzaga legend. Uh, I, I don't like the only thing that he could do better. I think as he ages is make those shots. Like he makes some better decisions, I think, but his defense was great. I'll close out with this. I think Andy Patton described it perfectly uh, in one of his recent uh, episodes when he said that Harris is one of those guys where he's probably going to play 10 minutes and he'll either score no points or he'll put up like a quick 18 and you'll just look back and be like, well, what the hell he did that in, in 10 minutes. How did that happen? He just has to stay in Few's good graces because Few could get super impatient with him and that could like spiral everything. So he's got to kind of find his own a little bit. Could turn into like a uh, Gerard Coleman. Gerard, that's exactly what I was thinking. We don't want that. That would not be part of the Gonzaga legend thing. Yeah. He's a a very exciting player for sure. And um, I'm going to bring Zambi up to the stage now to talk about an absolute fan favorite. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a wild card. It's got a lot of hype. I am going with Omar Ballo. Well, he looked pretty raw. Um, you got to also take consideration here. This guy has barely played any basketball during this whole shutdown. And more importantly, the guy turned 18 in June or July, I think. 
And so uh, basically what I saw out of him, you don't see out of 18-year-olds that often. And the fact that he'll be coming off the bench, once he kind of polishes it up, excuse me, gets the rust off his gears, I think he has a lot of potential. And say deep into the NCAA tournament, I think he'll be surprising some people. And, I mean, the dude, he looks yoked this year. He's going to be pushing people around, and he's going to be taking names, cashing checks, and breaking necks metaphorically. (laughs) Uh, Man, I I completely agree. Like, he showed some good flashes. Uh, He had that one really good block on, I think it was Nimbard, Nimbard. When he was trying to, we'll get this. We'll get this one, Jake. One day, Nemhard. You got you you got a full year. You got a full year to learn it. It just spelled so weird. And then there's a Aaron Naismith who's being drafted, and I always confuse the name. But uh, I digress. Um, Yeah, I I think we can all agree the offense wasn't quite there yet for Balo. It was very much like someone throws his into him, and he has to catch, go down, gather, go back up instead of just the quick catch and shot. Uh, But I think as long as his motor is there, he should be exactly what this team needs for for this year. My 20 minutes a game might be aggressive in hindsight. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's definitely aggressive. Um, Zambi said it right, raw. Like very, very raw. Like Rui Hachimura first year raw, where he like almost can't catch the ball raw there was i think there was like an alley-oop attempt and he just like dropped it or maybe it was just a dunk attempt off a pick and roll i can't remember it's been a little while at this point but even on defense like he was kind of slow like maybe it's just timmy was just playing very 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 well against him with that jump shot but he just wasn't able to get out there and, and he's seven feet so he should be able to to contest that a little better um if there was if there, this, I'm not saying this was a letdown, but if there was something close, I would say it was Ballo's performance at craziness. Just because I think we got way too excited about this guy. We jumped the gun way too early. I think this year, his most valuable asset is literally his physique. And when he just w- literally steps from the bench on to the playing court, I think other WCC teams are just going to shit their pants. And I think even teams like Kansas and Tennessee are just going to be like, well, uh, the guards at least are not going to want to go into the paint. I think other teams, Luca Garza, if, if Paulo has to guard Luca, I'm nervous. I hope that doesn't have to happen. I don't, I don't think it will. Um, yeah. I think he's just a little overhyped and Zambi made a good point that he's very, very young, very raw, and he's going to be a great zag regardless uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give it the mic to Coop to uh, give us a little insight on our big techs. Yeah, going to utilize my Texas connection here to talk about our boy, Drew Timmy. And, yeah, I think the big question coming into this year is, you know, could Drew step up his game and shoot that outside shot? And to me, he proved that. I think he hit, you know, two or three 15, 18-foot jumpers. So that was huge. And um, I don't believe we made this comparison yet, but in my eyes, he looks like the next coming of uh, Tyler Hansbrough. Just a guy that's going to stick his nose in every play and uh, work hard on both ends of the court. So um, I'm pretty pumped to see it. I think, uh, you know, with Omar being a work in progress and uh, 
Pavel Zakharov, kind of looking like a deer in headlights at times. It's really going to be Drew Timmy. So, uh, yeah. Is there anything sweeter than that baseline jump shot when he makes it? I, I think he made it three or four times. It looked perfect. Every time he even took it, it you, there was not even a, a second thought that it could miss. Who's getting the real? No, it's going in. It looked perfect. Right. And then I think like few Timmy, like at least like three or four people have all said like, oh, Timmy can stretch it out like to the three now. Like that shot's open for him. And I'm, we didn't see that in today or in the in craziness. But if that presents itself, like what do you do defensively against the Zags? Already you're kind of fucked, but literally you would be if if we ha- if we pull out a center onto the perimeter to have to like keep Timmy honest, literally all of our guards can just drive all day. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a, a big focus for sure. Um Timmy looked great, the jump shot looked great. Um Coop, did you have one more comment on Timmy? Yeah, and I just you know I didn't realize this, but you know, I didn't he can definitely put the ball on the floor, which is huge. Like if he gets a rebound, he can take it down the court, you know, pretty quickly. And you love to see that from a big. So definitely pumped about that. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, one more, one more intangible that I saw from, from Timmy that was not like him shooting the ball or playing great defense. Um, after like every big play for, was he on the white or the blue team? He was on, Definitely the lesser team. Blue team. Yeah. So on the blue team, every time they had a foul where they got to the free throw line, Timmy was the first guy dapping up whoever was shooting the free throws. And if he was shooting the free throw, he was dapping up the other four starters on the court with him. I think for to see him kind of come out of his shell more than last year, I think he's going to be like a very surprising leader for this team. Um, And the fact that he's doing with guys like Dom Harris – He's doing it with, with Cook. Like, these are brand new players in this team that, he's, that he shouldn't be that familiar with, but he is. I think that speaks volume not only to him, but also just, like, the Zag culture. This is what we do at Gonzaga. And real quick, too, like, when you think about this season and playing in empty arenas, the, the importance of bringing your own energy, creating your own energy, we heard the guys talk about it after craziness. Drew was so focused on that from tip-off to – Middle of the game, you know, he's he's hitting that sweet baseline jumper and shaking his hand off because his fingers are on fire. Like, he just looked like he was having a great time, and I think that's going to be contagious for this team moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, he's definitely going to be a leader uh, on this team this year. So we're going to go ahead and keep it with Dan right now for arguably the most important player on this team this year. All right. I know it's it's hard to believe we're talking about players from craziness, and we haven't talked – in depth yet about Mr. Jalen Suggs, without a doubt, the most, you know, obviously the highest recruit to ever come to Gonzaga, the biggest hype surrounding him. I think we all, there was a long period of time where we're like, are we ever going to see this guy in the Gonzaga uniform? Is he going to go pro? Are we going to have a season? We got to see him finally. I will say one thing before I get into Jalen's overall performance, I was slightly disappointed on that lob to Suggs when it was just one of those athletic Gonzaga layups. I thought that he was, he, he was going to be the guy to finally bring the hammer down. He just saved it for a little bit later when he just dropped that bomb on Dom Harris in transition. Uh, I think we saw every bit of his game on display. 
Um, one thing underrated that stuck out to me was just his quick hands defensively. He was creating turnovers. He was driving. He was dishing. He can dunk. Uh, he Boy, oh boy, can he dunk. I mean, uh, having a point guard that can get up like that and just like fearlessly attack the rim in transition in a scrimmage against your own team. I mean, this guy is cold-blooded. He's going to be out to just dominate everyone that steps in front of him. Um, and, you know, I think we all want to see him live up to the hype. But just yesterday I saw an interview with Corey Kispert talking to Andy Katz, and uh, Kispert said – that Jalen has come in and met every single accolade. He's living up to the hype. Uh, so, you know, to hear that from the team leader that we talked about, Corey, to already see that in Jalen Suggs, and the dude has not played at a real college basketball game yet. Wow, is this going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Suggs hype is definitely real. Um, and I liked your note on the defensive side of the ball because – he played for the USA team at the uh, FIBA U19 back in 2019, and he had to take a step back because there's guys on the team like Tyrese Halliburton and, and you know, some actual, like, lottery picks on the roster a year earlier or a year before him, and his role was definitely more defensive, and I think it's something that, you know, kind of gets left behind with the highlight dunks and whatnot, so... He's definitely going to be a force on both sides of the ball. Um, and it's just a really exciting time and a really exciting player to have for the Zags. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about his defense. We've talked about his dunking. Guys, he scored 13 points. The two leading scorers were Timmy and Kispert tied at 14. He's right behind them. He's going to be a leading scorer for this team and many games this year. On top of that, he pulled in five rebounds. That is the same as Watson who is, that's what Watson is on the floor to do is to play defense and get rebounds. And Suggs is doing the exact, putting up the same numbers. Um, granted, it's not Joel Yai's 10 rebounds in a 16 minute scrimmage, which is a whole another discussion. But dude, Suggs is just has it. He just has it like we've never seen it before. Paige, I think you got to add this guy to your bulldog watch list. He is a freaking oh, specimen. He's yoked, dude. He's big. That dunk was monstrous. If he can get a couple blocks on defense, oh, baby, the bulldog <laughs> watch list. I like it. Much like, like it. Timmy, too, he was also, like, getting fired up. Like, you could tell <laughs> that, you know, he is so happy to be here. And, and we talked about how he – we could have gone pro and, you know, there's all this uncertainty, but he was so dialed in to be a part of this program, to be a part of taking it to the unprecedented spot that we've never been. And uh, that dude is on a mission and God, it's going to be fun to watch. I can't be more excited for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did say earlier in Dom Harris's review that Dom looked like a freshman. Jalen Suggs does not look like a freshman on that court. That is a grown ass man out there. Oh, yeah. for sure. Does not look like he's 18. Yeah. <laughs> Ballo, 18. Jalen sucks, 18. <laughs> I know. It's pretty crazy, honestly. Uh, Jalen's tall, man. Like, he, he sneaks up on you. And you're like, dang, he's like Kispert's height or close to it, man. Um, he's a big guard for sure. And we're going to have the best rebounding backcourt in the nation. I'm calling my shot right now. Um, but that was a great segment, guys. Um, you know, this is a really exciting team, and we're excited to join our audience on the way to our uh, natty, knock on wood. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Jake. He's been waiting for the segment for a long time. Oh, yes. Um, this is it would be a real shame if, if it didn't live up to the hype. Jake, uh, take it away. 
I'm not even worried. You're trying to throw me with that comma, Jay Page. I'm not even worried. Okay, so the college basketball season is is about to begin, and we're just trying to help out, you know, the Dick Vitals, the Jay Billises of the world. Uh, there's a lot of teams, and it's hard to come up with nicknames for each player. So we're going to vote on a couple of, of nicknames. We're going to give our own Zag players to, to use our, you know, large net of resources to get this into the national conversation. I think we need to clarify. These are your, your nicknames that you came up with. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm going to give you for each, for each player. and want everyone to just say which one they like, you know, no pressure. Won't hurt my feelings. It'll devastate my feelings. If you don't, what like. if it's neither, uh, then just, just, Stone cold silence would be nice. <laughs> Awkward silence. This could be the quietest segment in podcast history. All right, starting out for Jalen Suggs. Uh, you got the, the first one. It's obvious, the quarterback. Because he's just going to run the offense. He was a four-star commit. Um, just talks to his athleticism. That's the one. Uh, number two, it's the Prince. Highest rated Zag recruit ever you know he kind of feels like that prince that was promised game of thrones reference will he be the one who leads us to a championship who knows can i can i nominate a modification yes that's what this is a workshop that's what we're here for instead of the quarterback he's qb1 baby he's he wears number one it is the quarterback but just a little quicker has has a little more swag to it shout out friday night lights qb1 what do we think? Okay. I like that. I like that. What, what What's the group feeling? I'm team QB1. That's an easy QB1. pick. The Prince is a horrible, horrible dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's also a Minnesota reference because where was oh. Prince from? Oh. Minnesota. Oh, actually, oh, well, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, That's a little yeah. you just didn't get the reference. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, on. Big, big. I do have one more that I just came up with. <laughs> yeah? Jay Sizzle. Oh, Jay God. Sizzle. No. Uh, no. That's, that's one where, like, the announcer clearly just, like, read the name before, the day before. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, Jay, Jay Sizzle. Jay Dog. I don't know. Boo. Sizzle Suggs, you know, Terrell Suggs. Jalen Suggs. All right. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was one for two. 500. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I do agree. I believe QB1 is much better than the quarterback. And Prince. Hey, fuck off, Zane. <laughs> okay, next up, we have our Frenchman, Joel Ayayi. So, for this guy, I mean, number one, I think is going to win the French Flash. You don't even have to explain it. That guy is up and down the court, getting rebounds, and when he's in transition, I don't care who's running with him, he's getting to the basket. Number two, we have Ayayi, but you have to yell it is the problem. <laughs> can we can you, say that one more time, Jake? Yeah, yeah, I need to repeat. I need to repeat. It was some passion. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think French Flash gets my vote here because Ayayi is more of like a battle cry for us at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with Paige. I will say uh, on the podcast, when I'm talking to an individual, I'll say the French Flash. But if I'm watching the game, I've had a couple deep. I'm at the loft. There's no doubt. I'm going, the whole 
We're just getting free drinks from uh, what's our guy's name? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm yes. loft. Yeah, what is our free drinks name? from the loft? <laughs> that guy's for me. I hope that guy's doing okay. That quarantine. guy has not been there the past couple of times that I've been there. Oh, so. dude. Well, I will say uh, he struck out with Katie, but uh, Dan did not. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Next, next nickname. All right. Oh. Moving on, we got we got Corey Kispert. Um, okay. Uh, the first one is Rice Kispert. Because he snap, crackles, and pops. He does it oh all. <laughs> that one, that one's a, if, if you like puns more. Uh, number two, more elegant nickname, just the captain. It's the, the calm, steady hand. He's leading the team to victory. I'm not going to type either of those. How much time did you spend <laughs> on those? Those ones are, okay, are a little, Daniel, little Let's down. hear your nickname. I don't have anything right now, but those oh, are okay. Huh? Those are a little this bit of a another letdown. Boston College take. What? It? What was? What was the first one you said again? Rice Kispert. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do like Rice Crispert, like because I don't know. What? Well, how is Crispert better than Kispert? It's better than anything you just said. <laughs> I will say Kispert is tough though. Like I, I was trying to think of one, and it doesn't. You could do like Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kispert. Ooh, okay. That what kiss me, Corey, kiss me, Corey, kiss me, Kisper. Pop member, dude. He's gonna be like the Kevin Pangos, like all, the, the he's gonna be the guy on the team that you know all the ladies love. That's there's always that player on the Zags team. There's no doubt, Kisper's that guy this year. Okay, so Zane just has a crush on Kispert. Yes. Okay, you can put kiss me, Kispert if you want that as his nickname, Zane. <laughs> and I expect you to be chanting this nickname during games. Yeah, I, I don't know. Corey's tough. Corey in the house. Shout out to uh, old Disney Channel. Oh, God. Doesn't he have a Coke addiction now? Yes. Let's not have that to happen to Corey Kispert. Bad juju, bad juju. He also puts contacts in his eyes to make him look like snake eyes. Mm. <laughs> like cat eyes. <laughs> okay, okay. Next, moving on, we have Anton Watson. Okay, how about this? Anton wants some. Oh, God. Come on. Some Watson? Yeah, come All on. Right. All right. Is you want some, you get some. And then you have this tongue. Zane, this is straight out of Dan Patrick's show, Todd Fritz, like, this is <laughs> this, that, that one was really hard to listen to. Oh, man. The want some, get some was. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, no. So we're we're cold on Watson. <laughs> I bet Zambi's got something good as a fellow pup. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Jake. I hope you have a, a little pup reference here. Um, really put me on the spot here, Dan. Um, <laughs> All right, I don't like, think Zambi has anything. Just I, like I the Ant Man, Anton the Ant Man. <laughs> Okay, um, then we have Holmes and Watson as he figures out the defense. That was one of the worst movies of all time. That's got to be Will Ferrell's worst movie. Well, maybe we're not referencing the movie. Maybe we're referencing the books or, I don't know, <laughs> any other Sherlock Holmes movie. The reference does not land for me. Surprise, surprise. But Okay, uh, 
Okay, moving on. Moving on. Some Watson. I like it. Okay, write it down, Zane. Lock it in. I'm going to put in parentheses, get some. Yeah. Hang on, wait. I just had one that came to mind. Anton, the watchdog, Watson. Why? I don't know, but it just, just mm. happened. Jake, right. Jake next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> uh, okay, for Drew, next up is Drew Timmy. So we got Timmy the tool man Taylor because he just goes into his bag of tricks in the post from the baseline, does it all. And then we got the sheriff. I like that one. More than the other one. Into his Texas roots. What about the ones we talked about earlier in the week? What, the the Timmy shimmy? Drew, Texas two-step Timmy. I, I'm Ooh. with Texas two-step. I, I like over, that. Over all of these. By far the best nickname I've heard tonight. Okay, okay, okay. You'll like the Bala ones. Oh, oh we're moving on? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we, we've decided guys... Texas two-step, right? <laughs> Hopefully any of my nicknames make it to the list. Okay, so for Omar Bala, we got the Malian Monster. No, no, that's a good one. Fuck you guys. That's a good one. <laughs> you could <can>, crickets. <laughs> good. Good. I like it. I like the I like the alliteration. Right? Right. That should be a point. Uh the second one is Omar Bizarro. Just because it's like the Greek freak. These are so bad. Jake, can I recommend a modification once again? You sure. All right. Omar, the Malian Mauler Ballo. Malian okay. Mauler okay. instead of Monster. You guys like Mauler or Monster better? What about just Baller? Baller Ballo. Too easy. Wow. What? Why not just OB? Because the, the, that's his initials. <laughs> we got to pay pay a homage to his heritage here you know he reps molly all day long so we got to throw a little molly into his nickname that's true that's true well i think if we have to pick one it's the malian monster yes malian mauler is a little bit of a mouthful yeah doesn't yeah. get in there especially when you're drinking at a ball i'm going for the malian mauler like, How about cool. the Malian Monstar because he's so freaking big that he looks like one of the Monstars. I like that. The shorts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, now, moving on to Aaron Cook. <laughs> All right. We, we have uh, AC because who's, whoever he's guarding gets ice cold. And that's Paige's girlfriend's name <laughs> hey she does not have a trademark to ac i don't believe <laughs> i like ac i like ac so far that's a good one after yeah, you yeah. just made fun of me for omar ballo being ob you come up with ac for aaron cook yeah but no. that references a tool <laughs> all right and then we got the cookbook oh cookbook it's got to be cookbook, cookbook. yeah cookbook. 
I okay, like that. wow. That was that I think that was the only positive reaction we've got it so far. Aaron Cookbook Cook. Cookbook, top chef. Cookbook. That's a good one too. There's a lot. Cook is cook is an easy one. This was your easiest chance cook, here. Cook was was um was the easier one. Okay, now now we get to a harder one. Dominic Harris. <laughs> oh boy. We got the Harris wheel. Or the influencer, <laughs> just because he got all the team together, the tricky trio, and he has this whole like podcast, like docu series thing. I could see how it would apply. It's a it's a mouthful though. Dom the influencer Harris. Wait, can we talk about the Harris wheel? Just <laughs> 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 move on. What? What is with, with that wingspan of his? What about Dom Bomb? He's throwing Dom Bombs out here. He's throwing Dom Bombs? <laughs> I don't know. I do like something, though, that is talking about how he got this whole thing going. The influencer is, like Zane said, too long, but I like where, I like where you're trying to go. We're just not there yet. What about, and I know you guys can make fun of it all you want. We will. And it's really weird, but it might stick. The Godfather, because he tied it all together. He did tie it all together. That's a pretty nice one. Or like the Don. The Dom. Or the Don. I like no, that. No, but like Don? the Don, like, you know, like. Yeah. Like Dom, no, no. Dom the Don yeah. Harris. Dom the Don. This is starting to sound like Dominic the Donkey. That uh... <laughs> No, it's not the Donkey. <laughs> the only problem is that San Francisco's mascot, so that could get a little confusing. Oh, yeah, we can't have that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, well, well, I feel like this is a guy we need to see a little bit before we can come up with a with a real good one for him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on to Julian Strother. Let me tell you, this one was tricky. <laughs> was it Tricky Trio? Uh, it was not. It was not. Okay. First one, Julien Strother, because he's going to dice you up. Hmm? Oh, man. Hmm? Oh, God. That is the worst thing I've heard tonight. Huh? <laughs> by far. By far the worst. <laughs> I actually thought that one was decent. <laughs> See? I thought that one was good. Any cooking fans out there? Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense if you if you know nice Julian carrots. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Except you're gonna always have to explain like sliced carrots. <laughs> That's true. Okay, and then this one is more for anytime he dunks it, you call it the strawberry jam. Ooh, I kind of like strawberry strawberry jam. Yeah. What I don't, I don't like it. The more I think about it, though. What if you're the more, like you, we go with the Julian thing, but Julian slice and dice Strother. All right, wait, I have one. What about Julian Frother? He'll just froth your defense. Ooh, Frother. I, like I kind of like Frother a little bit. I like that. Yep, frother it, it is. There you go, Sounds good. He's the frother. Okay, last last one I did. Uh, Pavel Zakharov. Oh baby, this better be good. Okay, we got Zagarov, which was kind of low hanging fruit right there. <laughs> or the ruthless Russian. 
Oh, oh yes, baby. Way to save the best for last, Jake. Right, you save save it on a high note. There we go. <clears throat> Get us the fuck out of this. We'll post this on Twitter. We'll let we'll let the the Twitter sphere decide. There's a lot of good options to choose from. We should give them the top three. Just leave it at three. I mean, yeah, yeah. What's the top three then? Texas two step. Texas two step. French Flash is a good one. I really like French, French Flash. Flash. Should GB1? we put Anton Wansom up there just to just yeah. to have people laugh? And at then him? you do that <laughs> clip from Tropic Thunder where it's Wansom gets some. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I was thinking you can only have four uh, options on a poll on Twitter, so we might just have to do a thread if we want more than four. Mm. I don't think we have more than four that people would vote for. <laughs> what we could do is for each player, we do three options, each two I listed, uh, and then other. And then see write how in. other. A write in. <laughs> yeah, write in. Uh, that's a lot of tweets. <laughs> I think French Flash is going to be the standout winner here. Yeah, that's just a good nickname, all in all. All righty. Well, Great segments, boys. A lot of Zach talk. Uh, and now we're going to hand it over to Zambi for his first ad of the night. God, this mute button is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Zambi's first ad of the night. In the spirit of lockdown in our states of Washington and California, my first ad will feature interesting fun facts about the state of Washington. In Washington, it is illegal to own an ugly horse in the city of Wilbur. The first alleged UFO photo was actually taken just up the road in Lake City, Washington, July 4th, 1947 by Frank Ryman. And last but most importantly, it is against the law to walk in public if you have a cold in the state of Washington. Hashtag COVID-19. And with that, that is my first ad. Beautiful. I wonder what defines an ugly horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like it has a bad neigh, or it's kind of like one of those like competitions. It's like the world's ugliest dog, and then it's just like a rat with like patches of hair on it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to keep it rolling here. Uh, NFL gauntlet recap and review. I was a big loser last week, ladies and gentlemen. Huge my loser. Huge loser. Bills lost at the last second. Thanks to a Hail Mary from Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. If you haven't seen it, you're probably living under a rock. We get it. It's a great play. Um, I was pretty shocked. I was just like, are you kidding me? Because they had a great touchdown. To take the lead um, with about 31 seconds left, I believe. So that was a little upsetting. But I digress. Well, Paige, and- I would say you you did that to yourself, bud. You were on the Cardinals bandwagon, and you jumped off a little too early, I would say. I did jump off early, but you know what? I'll take it at this point. You know, I live by my decisions, and we're going to keep it rolling. Um, it's a week-by-week league here. And uh, a lot of a lot of ball left, as uh, as we would say. But current standings: Gilman one loss, 
Dan, one loss. Myself, Zane, and Zambi all at two losses this year. Uh, and we have a lovely week 11 um, coming up. By lovely, I mean absolutely terrible. Um, it's a terrible, terrible time unless you're the number one, maybe number two pick. But uh, with that being said, Zane, you're on the clock. Prepared as always here. Um, I mean, ditto what you just said. This week stinks as far as picking. I think there are not a lot of sure-handed games, um, especially if you picked, if you've already picked some of the top teams. Um, can't believe I'm doing it. I said I never would, but I'm going to pick the Dolphins. And I'm only picking the Dolphins because they're playing Denver. And I think Denver stinks. Um, but that I don't feel good about picking the Dolphins with like the number one overall pick. That doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right. But I'm sticking with it. Dolphins, baby. I'm gonna say I mean, the one, Dolphins look good. I'm gonna say one thing on that, Zane. Uh, Tua gonna be playing in some nice 40 degree weather up in Denver. Ooh, mile no, high. That is that is. I don't uh, know if he's ever played anything quite like it. Look, if we've seen anything from the Dolphins lately, it's that Tua doesn't actually need to do that much for the Dolphins <laughs> to win. Um, and so I'm, I'm fairly confident still with that pick. I, I also just don't have that many options left. So I'm kind of just stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Dolphins mm. only favored by three against a really bad Broncos team. That's a weird spread. Yeah, that's yeah. a spread I'm hitting, actually. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great. Well, Zambi, uh, you're on the clock. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was looking at the dolphins. I was like, yeah, Zane's totally going to take that. Um, so I had a few options. I like write out my scripts and everything beforehand. Um, <laughs> I originally listed the Vikings over the Cowboys, but however, a day ago, Andy Dalton did clear concussion protocol. And so I don't trust the Vikings at all. It's always great to bring Trevor Coat to the games at Century League and just watch us rip their hearts out. And, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm going to have some crab tonight. I'm going uh, New Orleans over Atlanta. I think uh, whether it's Taysom, whether it's Jameis, Kamara is just one of those backs in the league that will burn you, whether it's a – five yard little dump pass if he's running it up your ass like you know he just gets it done and i feel like atlanta is so inconsistent that it's just it's new orleans all day who that zamblin you know who else sounds like a similar running back to what you just described in dalvin or in uh alvin Kamara is dalvin cook yep yep no i agree <laughs> i said <laughs> i don't i i don't trust the vikings and you know, I feel like the, the Cowboys are just pissed off right now. So I have two strikes. Granted, I'm not going to have the henna tattoo. Thank God I didn't have that in San Diego. So, yeah, but... <laughs> all right. Good pick. It's to me. Um, I just only got one loss here. I can get a little, uh, I can roll the dice a little bit. A little so risque. I'm going to hang on to. The heaviest favorite of the week, Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-point favorites against the Jags. I'm going to hang on to the Steelers because at some point they're going to lose, and it could be this week. I don't know. I'm no, not it could not. 
All right. I am going with a team that I never, ever want to bet on, but I'm doing it this week. Give me the Cleveland Browns against the Eagles. Ooh. Oh, Dan's getting his second strike. Welcome to the gang. Boy, you better hope Baker Mayfield didn't text anything like braggy this week. Because uh, the, the, they're, the Browns are right on that cycle where everyone's believing in them and they come crashing back. Hey, Nick Chubb, key to that offense. And Baker, though, you're right. Baker did have a little bit too much swag after the game. He quoted uh, Lil Wayne's lyrics from six foot, seven foot, and said that Miles Garrett was moving in silence like the G in lasagna. So, oh my God. <laughs> Baker's got some swag Uh-oh. this week. A little dangerous, Uh-oh. but I'm rolling with it. Oof. Yikes. Whew. All righty. Well, it's my pick, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'll be frank. All the good teams are taken. It's it's not a pretty pick here. Um, first two worst. Worse. First two worst. <laughs> first two worst. <laughs> I'm tinkering. I'm tinkering. Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm looking at your list page. I see one that that would be a good one for you here. Hey, what about the Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the Cowboys. Um, Chargers? Chargers are still out. Oh, wait. You already picked the Chargers, huh? I think I already picked them, yeah. Yep. And they got me a dub. The they did their job. They did their job. Um, Ooh. You got a couple sneaky ones here. None of them are great. None of them are great. None of them, I'm like, that's a dub. Um, woof. I think I'm just going to roll the oh, – uh, <laughs> Going wow. down swinging? I don't know. Oh, man. Just give me the Vikings. Just give oh, me the Vikings. Oh, I like it. I like oh, that man. pick. I like that pick. I think the Cowboys stink. I think they stink bad. They stink after your morning coffee. It's <laughs> bad, bad, bad in Dallas. Hey, they are coming off a bye week, though, so... So they're going to stink more because they've had more time to think about how much they stink. I don't know. They might have something. <laughs> oh, man. That, I didn't like that one bit, by the way. Hey, yeah. Jay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say this would have been a good week where you wish you didn't take the Chiefs with week one of our Survivor. It's <laughs> a good point. It's fair. <laughs> I didn't, to be quick, I forgot... I didn't think that far ahead. I didn't think we'd be <laughs> to be honest. I yeah. thought everyone would kind of screw up by now, but hey, it's all right. Damn it. Well, what pisses me off about this is Jake gets to keep his Oh, uh, it's beautiful. It just alive. fell into my lap. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers over the New York Jets. I mean, I know <laughs> the Chargers have a terrible record, but they lose every game by three points, but they're going to beat the Jets by like 20 because this is the week all their frustration – is just going to be unleashed on the shitty Jets team. Then they'll go back to losing by a field goal. The Chargers do not win a game by 20 points. If they win, it will be by three. one score. That's it. I don't think by 20, but I'd say 17. Real, I don't know. Real quick, though, I don't think we've mentioned this. Justin Herbert haircut. That screams, do not bet on this team. That's I don't know. Right. I'd rather have the Justin Herbert haircut than the – Silent like a G in lasagna from Baker Mayfield. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true, dude. That haircut is bad. <laughs> He's an NFL player. What are you doing with it? <laughs> He's wearing a helmet most of the time. Who cares? 
He let the strength and conditioning coach just do that to him. Dude, that's the most football guy thing ever. That's oh, a, we keep losing. I got to stop conditioning my hair. I just got to go win some football games. No, I'll tell you what. Week one, even when I was talking crap on him, I was like, well, this guy was born to be an L.A. quarterback. Just look at his hair. Now he looks like a, you know what? He looks like a Chicago quarterback now, Jake. I would love it. Oh, my God. Best part about this week is the Bears have a bye. I don't have to watch another goddamn 20 to 17 loss where we have Tyler Bray, who should never be on the NFL field at all in the game because Nick Foles bruised his tailbone. <laughs> but don't worry. Deshaun Kaiser is on the way, Jake. Oh, my God. Desha- like, he's a Notre Dame grad, and I have want nothing to do with him. My <laughs> only good recent memories of Green Bay games against the Bears is when Deshaun Kaiser was in the game for the Packers. That's not a good sign. Oh, gosh. Um, well- yeah. Before oh. before we move on, Dan, you brought up that Kansas City uh, Vegas game. I Vegas has already beat the Chiefs, right? They're not doing it again, and they're not doing it with their entire defense in not able to practice this week uh, because they're everyone was close contacts for COVID. Wait, so, so who are you? Who are you not picking this week? Okay, my upset pick of the week. No, Zambi- Dan, you're, you're missing. You're missing the point. Well, I picked this team last week. Oh, okay. Okay, this is what we're talking about. So, Notre Dame, Boston College. I was huge on Boston College last week. Told the boys I would go Boston College money line. They said, bet it. I only bet when I'm in Vegas, so I didn't bet it. And uh, they're all just giving me shit now. But, uh, hey, Boston College fought hard like true Americans. It was the red bandana game. It was fun to watch. It was un-American if you're rooting for Notre Dame that day. So, I don't regret anything. But if you want to ask who I'm taking this week – uh, I think Zami's getting his third strike. Give me the Falcons against the Saints. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, Calvin we're, Ridley we're. is back. Calvin Ridley is back. Um, hey. Well, <laughs> it'll be a quick little backtrack here. I think the most football guy move for Herbert getting his haircut is if he got the haircut while he's in the showers. It's not like those personal showers. It's those towers from like high school. (laughs) And then they just leave it for the janitor. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, was anyone else tempted to? I almost went real quite crazy and picked the Bengals. If the. the... I was thinking it. I was thinking it, Jake, especially because we only have one loss. But I I was kind of liking the Panthers over Detroit. Not as much questionable. Yeah, not as the first overall pick, though. Yeah. The thing thing with the Bengals, though, is their offensive line is so goddamn awful that Washington could just get after Joe Burrow. That's what 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 gave me pause. That's why I stayed away. Well, the biggest (laughs) letdown of this whole gauntlet discussion this week was not hearing Dan pick the Raiders over (laughs) the Chiefs for me. I just really wanted to hear you say it. Did you want it? I wanted it. <laughs> oh, he locked it in. That's his pick now. Oh, that's that, one hurt. that one hurt. <laughs> that was a deep one. There you go. Going out with a bang on the on yeah. the Raiders today. That was spooky. That was spooky for sure. <laughs> All righty. Well, good segment, boys. Um, we'll see who makes it out alive next week, right? Week to week. A lot of ball left. Zambi, 
where are we going in your corner this this evening? All right, so uh, we have a pretty special uh, Zambies corner here for you. We've touched on it on previous episodes for our um, for our listeners here. Hopefully, you guys are tuning in every week. But it's a show I really enjoy. It's great talking stuff for the ladies here, and that is The Bachelorette. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Pacific on ABC. If you're like me, I have Hulu, so the episode's available right now. But hopefully you're busy on Wednesday night, and you can listen to the segment and then watch this. Because I'm going to make it a little more fun and turn it into a drinking game. So, drink every time Tasha is stolen. If you guys haven't seen Tasha, she's gorgeous. She's from the OC. Used to be with John Paul Jones and Bachelor in Paradise. Secondly, you take a drink anytime a guy calls her gorgeous. Oh, wait. I guess I just fucked that up myself. Uh, one sec. Thirdly, you take a shot if someone takes their clothes off. Lastly, you just have to finish your drink if they go in a hot tub. Full disclaimer, I have not seen this episode yet. And these next four are just pertaining to this week's episode, week six. Drink every time we hear about the ex-husband. Yes, she's 27. She married her high school sweetheart. We can all get over that. Shrug three seconds for every time Spencer gets bitched out. For those of you who don't know, Spencer's a little pretty boy from La Jolla and a very punchable face. Third, take a shot when Noah shaves his mustache. As a mustache guy myself, you guys can't see it right now, but we do have a few mustaches on the podcast. Uh, it, it's pretty. It's a pretty good one, man. Um, and, and lastly, uh, drink every time Ivan's on screen. That guy's a little bitch. And this is courtesy of the Cutting Stems podcast. Um, I won't be stealing content, so I have to give them their props. But um, if you haven't seen it yet, it's a pretty juicy season. I'm just ready for the next one of Bachelor in Paradise. Lots of bikinis. And with that, that is Zambi's Corner. Zambi, that corner is dangerous if you haven't seen that episode yet. I watched that today as a little, little Bachelorette recap Wednesday with my sister. And wow, you said a lot of things that would make you get drunk really quickly. So watch out. Oh, God. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Whoa, spooky. Um, okay, well, this is uh, the end of our show. We have our classic other shit we're watching, I guess the NBA draft. Is going on right now, so that's something we're watching. Killing uh, still not been drafted. Still on the board, but hey, we're hopeful, and uh, we think he'll get off the board soon. Hey, I, I, a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of. Where is a seventeenth overall pick? Yeah, hey, well, big shout out to Pac-12 centers getting drafted higher than projected. USC's. Uh, good luck, Jake. Yeah, let's hear it, Jake. <laughs> on, on Onyeka, Onyeka on, Okongwu, Okongwu going. What, to the hot five Hold or on. six? Hold on. Great segment idea here. Let's make Jake pronounce really hard names to pronounce. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't pronounce – we can't show them until the segment. Don't do this. this, this <laughs> it's hard enough to get through the nicknames. <laughs> and then Isaiah Stewart know. to the, the Blazers. That's great to see. Keep them Jake, local. Jake, try to pronounce the name in the chat. DJ, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, a guy, yay. 
<laughs> Did you watch that game? Do you, not, yeah. do you not remember what the announcers say? I was stressed, Daniel. <laughs> How do you pronounce that, Dan? Uyunglele. It's not that hard. Uyunglele. You look There's at that. No, like, that is not spelled phonetically, to be fair. Oh, fun fact, great story. The first time uh, since DJ Uyunglele is, is a local kid in L.A., we did a high school football highlight. I put the name of the teleprompter like that, and our anchor just about died on TV because they'd never <laughs> seen it before, and I got chewed out after. So now I know to phonetically spell things. Wait, I have one more. Jake, check the chat. Oh, I got Azabuki down. Uh, okay. As you say, low-hanging fruit, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, Paige, I'm glad you brought up USC because actually I'm yeah, sad. I'm sad that you brought up USC um congratulations to utah football you guys are finally getting healthy it's looking like you know 80 percent of their team is good now which which is just good uh bad for trojan fans because you have to watch this crappy team take the field again um i i don't have i don't have the words to describe my feelings for this usc football team this year um, all I'll say is that I'm extremely glad that the Dodgers won the World Series, and I'm extremely glad that Zags basketball is back because it is horrible, just horrible to sit on your couch, plan your Saturday around this goddamn team when all they do is let you down. They look disgusting. They on the haven't field. lost yet. To be they fair. have lost. They have lost in my heart <laughs> twice, and you know. They, the biggest thing is, yeah, they're undefeated. The worst part about that is Clay Helton is going to go to the athletic director at the end of the year and say, oh, look at me. I pulled off all these really close games, these comebacks, which is wild that this talent is able to save Clay Helton's job year in and year out. But he is just so bad. He's so bad. He needs to get fired. He'll never even get picked up by a high school. He needs to go to a charter flag football school. Oh, it's damn. not only Clay Helton, though, Zane. What is wrong with Keaton Slovis until the last minute and a half of a football game? Yeah, well, he has, Keaton Slovis looked pretty good in the first game, I would say. But this game, he looked horrible. Why, why can't he throw a spiral? What's going on? I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, Katie can throw a better spiral than Keaton Slovis. She's got a mean spiral. It is way better than whatever the hell Keaton was chucking up there last Is last he game. hurt? The announcer said a couple What's times. 40 time, though? He claims he's not hurt. He claims he's not hurt. He, he said he, he should. Hurt. He should claim that he's hurt. He said he feels great. He just needs to fix his mechanics a little bit. A little bit. A lot. That sounds like to me. That sounds like coaching. Clay, Graham, get it together. This is the and most this, lucky 2-0 and team ever. And Zane, we get to experience it together this weekend. So. If I have to watch another fucking fourth and one in the shotgun formation, I'm going to throw my television outside of my window into the pouring Seattle rain. Maybe I need to devise a drinking game for us watching USG football. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. We can craft it up together. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Pangos is involved, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, uh, brutal day to be a – brutal time to be a Trojan fan. Hate it to see it. It sucks. Um, let's see. Well, any other shit we're watching this week? I've been, uh, binge watching the new Fargo season. Shout out to Jake. Mandalorian. Last, last Mandalorian episode was Fuego. Yeah. yeah I love good. that. 
Um, Great episode. I'll be be watching Cooper get a henna tattoo. Oh, that's definitely the move. Is that being live streamed? We could live stream it. We could do that. We could make that happen. I think last time we had like 10 people on our live stream. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. And for all our listeners wondering where Cooper uh, went for the end of the episode, he was actually just uh, going to work out a bit. He's got to look ripped for this live stream. Yeah, he had to just go drive his Lamborghini to his private gym in the the forest of Oregon. Uh, (laughs) He'll get more ripped. Yeah, I mean, Uh, yeah. They have legal heroin there now, so. Oh, oh. Not, not saying that oh, Cooper does oh, heroin. Oh, let's <laughs> All drugs are legal. All drugs so, are legal. <laughs> I do picture, I do picture Coop preparing for this uh, henna tattoo, like a UFC fighter is preparing to like make weight right before the weigh-in, where he's he's got a trash bag, he's just running laps, just really, really getting there, going the extra mile for the squad. Ooh. Now, time. who's going to oil him up before the henna tattoo? Is that going to be Pangos. Dan or Zambi or Zane? Courtney? Pango's got that. Oh, we should clarify. Pango's is the name of my dog. <laughs> uh, we're going to fly Kev out here. Kevin Pango's going to have to make an appearance. Yeah, Cameo's getting insane what, what packages they offer. <laughs> what kind of packages? <laughs> Whatever you want. Um, end it end it (laughs) all right well i think this is a good time to if you're listening at this point we consider you a diehard fan so it's important to keep you in the loop um you know right now this podcast is going through a bit of a transition um we're really excited about the things coming up you know a zag scene coming along a zags season sorry about that Uh, i'm fighting a bit of a bow my own over here um we had decided it's important to keep that, you know, that's, that's something we all have in common and, you know, we're going to give it to you guys uh, without spoiling too much. Um, we're really excited about the things to come. And uh, so stay tuned for that. You guys have any uh, comments about it? One week, baby, seven days. Oh, so excited. I'm going to be, I took Monday through Wednesday off just to get ready. (laughs) (laughs) What is that getting ready consist of, Jacob? A lot of meditation, Daniel. <laughs> I like, like it. Maybe you can use that time to think of a couple more nicknames. What? <laughs> oh, man. All righty. Well, Jake's going to have a lot of fun. Is it dark in Alaska right now, Jake? In the it's darkness? always dark. It's always dark. I'm just going to be in the sauna, boys. I'm going to come back like 160 pounds because All I'm right. just going to be in that sauna two hours a day. And two hours on the bike. Well, we don't have a bike, but (laughs) a snow bike, snow bike. Exactly. I'll break out the snow bike. (laughs) All right. Well, I think with that being said, uh, great episode, guys. And uh, this time next week when we're recording, we'll be getting ready for game one, baby. Kansas, bring them on. Toodaloo. Rock and roll, Zag up. Thanks for listening. Zags.